Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. We're continuing our examination of the letter of James. We're in the second chapter. Ah, man, we are in a place right here that quite often people get distracted by. And uh, you can read through the hundreds of years where people have taken uh, all sorts of stands and defensive stands and proactive stands, et cetera, on what is said here. Folks, to me, it's just really simple. I, I honestly don't see what the big hubbub is if you believe the Word of God. If you don't believe the Word of God in one particular area or another area or you've decided you don't like what it is, well, then it's all going to start collapsing down on your head as you continue to examine it more and more. And so let's go back and look at uh, James, the second chapter, verse 17, says this, Even so faith, if it has no works, is dead, being of itself. And so we've looked at this last couple episodes, that if you profess to have faith, and yet there's not works that are reflective of that, okay, reflective of that, then your, your faith is dead. We do not have works to attain faith. We don't work and work and work and say, okay, I have faith. I, or we work and work and work and say, I have now attained salvation. No, 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 no. But he says, even so, if you have no works, then that faith is dead. Verse 18. But someone may well say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without the works, and I will show you my faith by my works. So somebody may say, well, I've got faith of faith. You know, I don't have to have these works. That's great. That's not saving faith. I will show you my faith by the works that have taken place in my life, okay, the regeneration, the transformation, the confirmation, confirming things that the Lord has done in my life and how he continues to transform me. I will show you that. I'll also show you by the things that he moves upon my mind and upon my heart to do that are works. Verse 19 continues. You believe that God is one. So you see that James is arguing some things right here that are happening among these that are dispersed. You believe that God is one. You do well. The demons also believe and shudder. <laughs> I always sort of chuckle and cough at the same time with that one, right? Excuse me. <coughs> it really does. It sort of gets me. Because he says, you believe that God is one. In other words, that God is Father, Son, Spirit. You have believed in the salvation. That is great, he says. The demons also believe and they shudder. You know, just saying that you believe this and yet not having the true faith that will transform you, not allowing that faith and that belief to transform you is not good enough. It is not saving faith. And he's saying, you know what, that's great, that's wonderful, I'm glad you're professing that. But you know what, even the demons believe that, and at least they've got the good sense to shudder. <laughs> sort of gives some insight into perhaps what their attitude was and how they were being rather arrogant about this. Okay? This is far more serious than the people realize. Well, then he keeps driving home the point, James does, verse 20. But are you willing to recognize, you foolish fellow, that faith without works is useless? And he calls him foolish then, or vain man is what the King James says. He says, you're really living in vanity. 
He said, are you willing to recognize this, that faith without works is useless? And then he gives a couple of examples. And my, the examples he gives, verse 21, was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up Isaac, his son, on the altar? And you go, wait a minute, I thought God had already called him by faith. Well, he's about to finish it. So look at what he says right here. And think of this. He goes to the patriarch. He goes to the patriarch of the Jewish people. And he says, was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up Isaac, his son, on the altar? The unspoken answer is yes. Verse 22, you see that faith was working with his works. And as a result of the works, faith was perfected or faith was completed. Abraham knew what God had promised, okay, that he would have seed as numerous as the stars in the sky and uh, grains of sand. He knew that nations would rise up from him. He knew that Isaac was the child of the promise and that the seed would go through Isaac. But God told him to sacrifice Isaac. So Abraham, by faith, was going to sacrifice. Abraham, by faith, believed that if God required this sacrifice, then he would bring forth Isaac from the dead. That's all you can see out of this. And that brought forth a completed faith. Verse 23, and the scripture was fulfilled, which says, and Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. And he was called the friend of God. The reckoned to him as righteousness was Genesis 15. This that happened with Isaac was some time later. Okay, but he's saying here that God reckoned to him his righteousness and the scripture was fulfilled. That's sort of an interesting little thing I never really thought of, that Genesis 15 thing when God reckoned it as righteousness because Abraham believed the promise, that that was a prophetic statement. And yeah, I knew it was prophetic from the point of view of people coming forth and nations and things like that. But even in the fulfilling of the promise and the process of that. So the last couple of verses here, okay? Verse, let me see where I'll... Verse 24, you see that a man is justified by works and not by faith alone. Whoa, don't you know that that right there sets people off, okay? Again, it's not the works that save you, okay? You cannot be justified without faith, okay? But you cannot sit there and say, oh, I'm justified by my faith and the way I live and what I do doesn't matter. That's not true either. Then he gives another example. So he goes from the great patriarch of the Jewish people to the great uh, harlot of the Jewish people, the great prostitute of the Jewish people. And there's actually several in the line of, uh, of Jesus, okay? This is Rahab, verse 25. In the same way, was not Rahab, the harlot, also justified? What do you mean in the same way? In the same way that Abraham was justified, in the same way that we are justified by the works that are reflective of our faith, in the same way, Rahab the harlot also justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out another way. And you go back to the Old Testament, read that account that has to do with uh, Jericho. There were two messengers that were sent out and to spy up on the land. And Rahab hid them because people heard they were in the city. Why did she hide them? She hid them and she tells them point blank. She says, I know that your God is the most high God. Well, there's the point of faith. She says, I know that. But it says, what? Well, how could she could have just said that and that would have been it. But she put it into action. She hid these two. And when you read it, it's sort of interesting. She hid them under some uh, 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 leaves kind of things, like uh, corn sheaves and things like that. 
She hid them even though she knew it could cost her her life. It wound up saving her life and her family's life. She wound up giving good advice to these two and sent them out another way after the uh, town party went out to search for them in the direction that Rahab had told them they were going. So she saved them all the way around. Then verse 26, For just as the body without the spirit is dead, so also faith without works is dead. So you have three great examples here. You have Abraham, you have uh, Rahab, and you have our bodies. In the same way that our body, if we don't have the spirit, the spirit that's made in the image of God, if our body is not here, we are dead. So also faith without works is dead. If you look at your life and you sort of see that you do not have the works that you see within the scripture that someone who is a true believer should be manifesting, that may be very strong evidence that you do not have salvation that is the saving type. You may believe, you may say things just as the demons do. You may be sitting in the church pew for decades and decades and totally not be in the right relationship with God. We must do what 2 Corinthians 13 says, which is to examine yourself to see if you be of the faith. If you've repented, confessed, called upon the name of the Lord and been baptized for the remission of your sins, then live out the works that the Lord is desiring to do within you. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. As always, pass the word about these times. Share with folks, okay? Also, uh, go to my website. You'll see the daily blog, the daily podcast, all sorts of Bible studies, and you'll see a place there where you can help support these times. Thank you so much.